We look forward to seeing you at Two Days of Truth being presented by Beyond Labels. It's our fourth annual Two Days of Truth Summit. This year's theme is Detox is for Everybody. We're bombarded by everything from chemtrails to EMFs to pesticides, herbicides, even uh, toxic people. We're going to deal with all of these aspects at the Two Days of Truth Summit coming up. Sina, give us the final information. I'm really excited about this summit. I think this is going to be our best one yet. It's June 14th and 15th at Polyface Farm. We have some fantastic speakers like Sayer G, the founder of Green Med Info, uh, Dr. Leland Stillman, who's been featured by Wise Traditions lately, Hilda Labrada-Gore, affectionately known as Holistic Hilda, you and me, of course, we also have, for the first time ever, a kids and teens program. So now the adults can enjoy the adult side while they know that their kids and their teens are having fun while also being educated by Joel, myself, and Hilda. It's going to be a blast. And this year, what we're going to do is we're going to actually teach you ancient and modern techniques for how to detoxify the body, mind, and spirit. And we're going to help you put together a personalized plan like an action plan that you can take home and start. As soon as you arrive home, you can implement this action plan and start your detoxing. You know, listen, folks, Polyface is only eight hours from half of the U.S. population. Take a long weekend, come join us, and uh, you'll rub shoulders with other like-minded people, find our tribe, and be encouraged. It's a lonely place out there lots of times, especially if you're a bit of a maverick. So come and spend time with other mavericks and get encouraged, inspired, and enthused about living a more healthy life. So I love the topic for this year, detoxification. It is one of the most important topics that we could ever address at our health summit. Because as Joel mentioned, everyone, every single person needs to know how to detoxify their body, mind, and spirit in order to achieve optimal health and wellness. Hello, welcome to Beyond Labels. I'm Dr. Stina McCullough. I'm here with Farmer Joel Salatin. Today's a very special episode because springtime is upon us and it's time to get out there and plant a garden. Whether you're a beginner like me or an expert like Joel, <laughs> this is an opportunity for all of us to kind of get our hands in the soil, start becoming more food independent and grow our microbiomes. So in this episode, Joel is going to talk to us about gardening. All right, take it away, Joel. Thanks, Cena. So yeah, it is it is time to to get this in the ground. We've certainly had a wonderful break in the weather here, uh, in at least in in uh, in our area of the of the country. And so uh, so let let's think about some of the things that you want to think about as you as you uh, plan your garden. Uh, the first thing I would suggest is that obviously you need to get a, a, a you know a good seed bed um, for uh, for growing. You can do this you know by hand. Um, you can do it with a broad fork. You can do it with tillage. Uh, there are lots of techniques. I mean, you can go into a yard, put down you know like three um, uh, a nice big heavy barrier of cardboard. Just take some boxes, break them up, and put about three layers of cardboard down on a, on a lawn and put uh, compost and dirt on top of that, you know, about 12 inches and boom, you have a garden and the, uh, and the cardboard just, you know, kills all the grass. So by the end of the season, you know, you have a whole garden bed. So there are some really neat uh, non-tillage, non-tillage techniques that you can use 
to jumpstart if you're a little bit behind the eight ball, uh, you know, to, to, to get your garden in right now. Now, um, you know, the other thing is to all of your, you know, summer things, your frost, your frost uh, uh, susceptible stuff, you know, tomatoes and peppers and uh, things like that, especially, uh, you know, you can start those and get a jump start on the season. You don't want to go out with them until after frost, but you can certainly jump start them. You can you can put seedlings. You can uh, you can put seedlings in eggs. You know, you can make take a take a, a carton and, um, and and knock the top off of a bunch of eggs after you've eaten the eggs, obviously, and um, and you can and you can plant seeds in those eggs. A lot of people do that. And then when you plant them in your garden, the egg gives you a lot of calcium for the um, you know for the little uh, transplants. It makes a real cheap uh, a cheap non you know uh, whatever recyclable way uh, to you know to start your little seedlings. And you know and and a and a, a tomato can be you know four or five inches tall in a you know in a little uh, egg casing. So. Um, so, you know, you can start those uh, in the house on a windowsill, move them around, take them in and out every day. But, you know, if you're just growing for yourself, goodness, uh, you know, uh, a dozen tomatoes can give you a lot of tomatoes. Think, I want you to think about think about uh, focusing your energy on, on good technique and robust plants, not, not trying to, you know, grow way you know way too many plants a couple of plants grown well will be much more enjoyable and out yield um 20 plants growing poorly uh, because you either you know don't have as uh, enough you know time or place or whatever um you know and and uh you know one of one of the most successful uh tomato uh experiments i ever did was uh we had a we had a, a a spot out here past the lawn, kind of in the edge of the field, and uh, I didn't want to, you know, till everything up and all that. So I just went out with the shovel and just made little um, little round spots, about you know, twelve to 18, 18 inches. Took a shovel and just kind of uh, tore up that tore up that sod and mashed it all up, and planted my tomatoes in there and staked them. And, uh, you know, and for the first for the first uh, month, as the tomato plants were really growing and getting good, um, I just I just mowed the lawn. In other words, imagine you know, you've got your lawn and you've got these little holes uh, instead of a tree. It's a tomato. Right. And, and you can. mow, and, and I just you, know, you, you can just put a little bit of cardboard uh, out from that uh, tomato plant so you don't hit it with the lawnmower and you can, and you, there's no weeding, there's no weeding, you know, you just, you just mow your garden. Um, and, and the sod offers, you know, a lot of protection and, and, uh, you know, uh, hydration protection for your plants. So, uh, if you're behind the eight ball, you feel, Oh man, I, you know, I just haven't had time to get all this stuff ready. These are th some things that you can do literally in, 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 in five minutes, you can go from nothing to having something in the ground. And, um, and, and so, you know, that's, that's kind of my, my big tip for the, for the moment. Uh, as far as, you know, if you've got beds and things like that, you want to think about uh, succession through the season. So you've got your early stuff, like you know, like broccoli and lettuce and and carrots and things like that. Uh, but then they're going to wane as the you know as it gets hotter and the, and the season progresses. So, um, you know, uh, square foot gardening uh, is all about 
uh, successional planting. So again, we're not thinking about a lot of space. We're thinking about how much can we put in a given space. So as the, for example, as the lettuce, as the lettuce comes out, uh, you should already have um, pepper plants or, you know, you could plant green beans in there, uh, something that's, you know, later season, uh, it, it could be, you know, it could be uh, 10 or 12 inches tall by the time your lettuce comes out. And that's the way you speed up so that you, so that you keep this, um, this garden spot extremely prolific. I mean, the, the biggest um, waste, the biggest waste in the world is here you are, you've, you've, you've put all this effort in, you know, a certain number of square feet of, of, of garden space. And then you're not fully leveraging it, utilizing it for something, you know, growing all the time. Uh, the people that do this best are probably singing Frog's Farm in Petaluma, California. And they're basically uh, bringing a harvestable crop off of every square foot every single month of the year. Now, they are in Petaluma, you know, which doesn't get frost and they can grow year round. But I want you to think about the you know, the, the unbelievable productive capacity of having something harvestable from every square foot every month of the year. So of course they, they, you know, they, everything starts, they don't plant any seeds. I don't, I don't even think they plant carrots as seeds. They, everything gets planted as a start and, and a little baby plant. So they don't have to wait for that, you know, that three week period of, of germination and getting the plant up and running. They can go right in and then it, and it goes faster. One other thing uh, that I'll just mention here uh, is think about height and shade. So as you're thinking about succession, um, you know, what what am I going to plant next in in this spot as that comes, you know, is that fit like the beets? Think about me. Beets grow real fast. Radishes grow incredibly fast, you know, and in, in, in you can go from seed to, to having something to eat in whatever, you know, 40, 50 days. Okay. Which means... 40, 50 days from now, there's going to be room there for something else. Maybe a green bean, a pepper plant, a, uh, you know, a squash, a, a squash is, is, is excellent. Uh, but, but be thinking about your succession. So you don't got, get caught with underutilized or uh, yeah unutilized uh, uh, space. And then think about, think about your shade, your height. So, you know, the sun's going to come in from the, from the South. And so, uh, you can either you can either have something you can extend your season and cool things down by putting something high, uh, like for example, uh, say you know pole beans or uh, something that you're going to trellis uh, on the south side to shade some late you know some late uh, uh, you know lettuce or something on the on the north side, uh, or you can put your shade, you can put your high thing, you can, you can trellis up some, you know, some cucumber vines on the north side and leave the front side for things like green beans, peppers, uh, that sort of thing. And so think about the way the light is going to come in. So you don't inadvertently have something that's tall on the south side, shading out something that needs a lot, needs a lot of sun 
on the you know on the north side so you know a, a little bit of planning a little bit of planning can go a long way you know uh, just just kind of look at your look at your season look at your calendar look at your you know days to maturity and think through okay i've got whatever it is you know i've got uh, six you know 200 days of frost free growth i've got um you know 250 days with frost and and, and so you're you know you're, you're thinking through those kinds of um those kind of elements. I mean, sweet potatoes, sweet potatoes, the potatoes obviously are, are frost, you know, uh, they're frost prone. So you can't plant those till after frost. But um, again, you can, you can put in those, uh, those sweet potato uh, little cuttings, sweet potato cuttings, um, you know, long before, you know, in between the, the beets, the beets and the carrots as you harvest them. So that the, 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 um, Sweet potatoes are already well established, uh, and they're starting to grow. Uh, you know, a, a, as you finally harvest your last, you know, beets and uh, beets and carrots, your you know your early stuff. 